Hallelujah. So I'm going to give you a word today that's going to save your soul. That's going to keep you from trouble. That's going to protect you from the devil. You know, us Africans, we know a lot about devils. <laughs> but we're going to be changed from being so devil conscious to being God conscious. Amen. I love what Pastor Godwell said. We're not trying to give so that we can get blessed. No, I am blessed. I was born blessed. I have the DNA of a king on the inside of me. My motivation for accumulation is distribution. I'm a divine distribution center of God's goodness. You're like, wow, this white girl, she's loud. Yes, that's right. So I have a word for you that's going to save you. Oh, what kind of word you got? You going to prophesy over me? Oh, I got a prophecy for you. You know, we all like prophecy, right? If you're born again, your spirit feels, oh, Lord, let them call me out. Let them prophesy over me. Let them give me a word. <laughs> I got a word for you. The Bible says you have a more sure word of prophecy. You all want a prophecy, but you don't want to read your Bible. You want God to speak to you, but you don't want to read the word. You want God to speak to you, but you don't want to come to church. You want a special counseling session with your pastor, but the answer that you needed was in church last Sunday, but you were at Bedside Baptist. Oh, y'all don't know about Bedside Baptist? Brother and Sister Pillow? Yeah, Sister Mattress. Are y'all all sanctified? Y'all all holy? Y'all come to every service? Okay, I see you. I ain't scared of you either. I ain't scared. So I have a word. This is your word. Get out your Bible. Amen. Amen. We're going to turn to Psalms 92. Psalms 92. Psalms 92. You know, Melissa, I wish I was rich like you. I think it's because you're American. Mm, no, I told you I was born rich, but I was, it's not because I was born an American. <laughs> My daddy's rich. And I have the DNA of heaven, amen? But I'm so grateful for the Holy Ghost because he leads us and he guides us into all truth. And the number one way the Holy Ghost is going to lead you is through his word. And another way the Holy Ghost is going to lead you, he says, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, ease, and refreshment for your soul. But you know, one of the ways the Lord's going to lead you is through your pastor. John 10. Oh. He said, my sheep hear my voice. Oh, but I want to be in the tender pastures. I want to go to the path. I want to go lay down over here and rest. Well, it, how do you know if that's where the Holy Ghost is leading you? Listen to your pastor. He says, my sheep hear my voice. And the voice of a stranger, they never follow. Some of you say, oh, Pastor God, well, you're my pastor. I'm with you. Pastor Corey, I'm with you. I'm, you're my pastor. But you never come to church. 
Oh, no, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No praise the Lord. No three keys to prosperity. Oh, okay. You, you know, everybody, who, here, who in here has a place to live? Anybody? You got a place to live? You got an apartment? You got a, you got a cardboard box on the street? You got something over your head? Amen. How many of you are not going to raise your hand at all? Don't make me come get you because I'm not scared. Do you have a place to live? Raise your hand. You have a home. Raise your hand. If you don't understand English, raise your hand. Come to the Bible school. You know what I loved about that brother's testimony? Emmanuel, was that his name? Hey, God is with us. Hey. Is, you know, he got promoted by obeying God. He humbled himself. He came here to go to university to get a master's degree. Couldn't even speak English. But he humbled himself and came to Bible school and got upgraded by the Holy Ghost and learned English in one year. But you're too good. You're too smart. You're too cute. Oh, well, you know, I, I already went to this other church in Africa before I came here. Well, really? Well, you're not in Africa anymore. You know, I always used to say, wake up, America. But let me say, wake up, Turkey. I love it. And now this brother, he looks good, okay? He looked, he, I thought maybe he called Pastor Godwell, and they said, let's wear our matching outfits. But you know what? He came and submitted to the training of God, and looked how good he looked. I think that's a new suit and some new shoes. They didn't look too scuffed up, amen? What's my scripture? What's my scripture? Let me give you a scripture. Psalms 92. <laughs> Psalms 92. <clears throat> the uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. You shall be long-lived. You shall be stately. Everybody wants to look like they're somebody, okay? That's why you buy that fake Rolex down at the bazaar. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in there. Checked it out my last visit. I know what they got. Come on now. But Jesus wants to upgrade you so you don't have to try to fake it till you make it. He said you want to be long-lived, stately, upright, and useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. You know, Melissa, my relationship with the Lord is just so dry. I'm not growing. You know, things are, I'm not making any progress. Nothing's happening for me. Oh, okay, well, let's see why. You can be majestic. Hey, you can be stable. If you're not stable, if you're up, you're down, and you're all around. And that's not just ladies. Are y'all so quiet now? If you're unstable, you can be stable. How do you get stable? How do you get durable and incorruptible? Hmm. Planted. Planted in the house of the Lord. You're going to have to get planted. You can't go from church to church, week to week, and expect to be planted. 
The Bible says those are planted in the house of the Lord. They shall flourish. Where? In the courts of our God. If you want to grow, listen, growing in grace, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap, of spiritual vitality. If you haven't figured it out yet, I'm reading the English American Amplified Women's Bible. Okay, it's got extra words. Extra words, amen. <sighs> they shall be full of sap, of spiritual vitality. And rich, rich, rich in the verdure of trust, love, and contentment. If you want to grow, if you want to get stable, get planted. I like this other. It says majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. It also says stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. It says you will grow like a cedar in Lebanon. I think we're close to that area around here. You should know what I'm talking about without me explaining so much. Some of you aren't growing. Some of you aren't maturing because you're not planted. And you think you know more than the pastor. Let me give you a tip. You don't know more. You know, the pastors of the church are given to you as a gift. Well, you know, Melissa, I don't have to be at church all the time to be saved. No, church membership's not going to save you, but I hope you still make it. Because we need to work some things out in you because you still have flesh. And you have to submit your flesh and your soul to the tutelage of the word of God and the Holy Spirit. And I love what this brother said. He thought he knew the word. He thought he knew something. Okay, what do you know? Let's see what you know. Can you come and submit yourself to the word of God? Can you come to church on time? Oh, but Jesus, give me a new job. Lord, you know, you know they, they, they always try to put me down at work. They never promote me. Well, do you show up on time? You know, church is a great way to practice promotion. You know, I remember <clears throat> uh, before I had the honor of being blessed by my previous pastors and sent to the church I am now. See how that works? To be with Pastor Rodney, when I first came uh, to the previous church I was at, they had a membership class. And at the membership class, I remember my pastors came. And he said, everything that happens to you in here is directly connected to what happens to you out there. Well, Melissa, I'm not a minister. I'm not called to preach. You know, I don't really need to go to the Bible school. Well, you want to be a success, don't you? That's why you go into the bazaar and get in your fake Rolex, because you want everybody to think you made it. Don't act like you don't have the address to the bazaar. I know you do. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish like a palm tree. You know, in a natural job, if you don't show up to work when you're scheduled to work, you don't keep that job very long, do you? But you think you can show up to work anytime you want to? Doesn't work like that. But you think you can come to church once a month? Or once every three months. Or when it's convenient to you. What if you showed up to church, you know, just whenever you thought, oh, well, you know, I know I told him I'd come and serve and be an usher. But, you know, I don't really feel like it today. 
Does that work at a natural job? You know, once you get saved, your life isn't yours anymore. We don't get to do what you want to do. Life's not about you. And you coming to church isn't always about you. Well, you think, I don't need that. Well, what about somebody else who needs the word? Somebody else that needs to receive from God. But if you're not in your position or your place, or you don't come and clean the bathroom, but Melissa, I'm a preacher. I am anointed. I've already been to Bible school. Let me see how anointed you can get cleaning my toilet. down maybe she won't make eye contact with me I don't think she's talking to me anyway this is for my neighbor no it's for you you know I never went anywhere in God pastor until I got planted in a local church I was raised in a Christian family my parents met at Bible school they started out in the ministry but I couldn't ride on my mama and daddy's relationship with the Lord. I had to choose to serve God for me. And I had to get planted in a local church for me. And I had to start tithing at my local church. You know, a woman doesn't really put up with a man who says, you know what, baby, I love you. I had children with you. And uh, I know I live and stay here, but I'm going to send all my money down the street to this girl. Mm, that's not going to fly, boo-boo. Not going to fly. But you say this is your church and this is your pastor, and you send your tithe and your money somewhere else. Oh, it's so quiet. Y'all don't know about that? You don't have your favorite YouTube TV preacher? Your favorite person you love from Africa? If this is your church, be planted here. Have your heart here. Have your family here. And don't say, well, you know, they don't ever call me. For three weeks I wasn't there and no one called to check on me. Grow up. I shouldn't have to call you every week and check on you. Why can't I assign you to call and check on somebody else? They don't really care about me. You know, they didn't even acknowledge my gift. I told them I could sing. Well, we don't ever know if you're going to show up to church or not, so I'm not going to let you have a place on the platform. Well, you know, I can sing. They never asked me. They never asked me to do the announcements, and I went through the Bible school, and they don't ask me to do anything. Have you been faithful since you went to the Bible school? When's the last time you went out with the evangelism team? Hey, my God is good. Oh, hey. Come on, come on. Double, double. You want double, double. But you don't want to be planted. You know, where I'm from in Florida, they have these beautiful palm trees. You know, there's an environment that a palm tree will grow in and thrive in. But if that palm tree goes, you know, I don't really like it here. It's, it's kind of hot. 
you know, and, and, and the sun's just shining on me every day. And it's just showing up all, they just want to call out all, all of my little spots and my, play, you know, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to uproot myself and I'm going to go over here to Canada. It's not going to work. There's an environment that God's created for you to thrive and flourish, and it's the local church. It's the house of the Lord, the courts of our God. And if you want to get promoted in your natural life, come and serve and be faithful in the house of God. They're not trying to control you. They're trying to help you. The Bible says, store up and lay up treasures in heaven. Some of you sowed a lot to your flesh. You need to be so into the kingdom. And we're trying to give you an opportunity to sow. Trying to give you an opportunity to give. And sowing and giving isn't just money. Let me say it. It's not just money. Everything you do in life is a seed. You know, I remember when I went to Bible school, I had the honor and the privilege to be uh, at the prayer and healing center at Kenneth E. Hagan's ministry. And when I was serving there, the woman of God that I was helping initially, she would allow me to be in on counseling sessions because they uh, uh, had pastors from all over the world. They would come and they want counseling, you know, they just like you. So they come, she has an hour for them. I'm sitting there. I'm just there to be seen and not heard. Oh, some of y'all don't like that. Sometimes it's not all about you. Somebody hearing your voice or what you got to say. What about me? They, they never asked me what I thought about the children's ministry. You know, they, they don't ever sing the songs I like on the praise team. your house this is God's house at your house we listen to the music you like at your house you can dress the way you like but here we've got standards you thought I forgot my story I'm gonna go back to that the Holy Ghost ain't confused I know what I'm talking about but I just thought I'd hit that while we had it so anyway these pastors wanted to come they had an hour long you you got an appointment for an hour now mind you what they talked about the whole hour, they had already been taught in Bible school, but they weren't doing it. So they go, you know, we've been, we, we went to this city and nobody will help us. Nobody will help us. Nobody will help us. Some of you who are in Bible school, some of you who are called to ministry, you think, well, I can't get anybody to help me. Have you sown help? So they talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And at the end, it was an hour. They never gave her any time to talk. She goes, well, thank you so much for coming. Love you. God bless you. We got to go back to the services. So they left. Never got to hear what she had to say. She said, you know, Melissa, all I wanted to tell them is I can remember when they were at Bible school. And they would never serve. We asked him over and over again if he would be an usher, and he said, no, I don't have time. We asked her if she could help us in the children's ministry. She said, uh, no, we don't feel led to do that. Well, guess what? They always had a hard time. If you're called to ministry, listen to me. They had a hard time finding ushers and people to work in their children's church. Why? Because they sowed for it. What you sow, you reap. 
It's not just money. If you sow rebellion, you reap rebellion. The pastors are the mama and the daddy of the church. Right? So they make the rules for the house. The vision from God comes through them. We're not asking you what your vision is for the River Church. It's already been established. <laughs> well, you know, I don't really like how long they take for worship. And, you know, those testimonies, that's not really necessary. And, you know, I just, I just wish they would sing the songs that I like. And I wish I could dress the way I want to. Well, at your house, we listen to the music you like. But we have standards for this house and the vision for this house and this ministry. It's not your ministry. When you get your own ministry and you're so big, you can make your own rules. You can do your own music. You can set your own standards of how people dress. But you know here, we're not going to wear many skirts. Well, you know, uh, 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 it's hot outside. Well, if it's hot at your house, go ahead and wear your miniskirt. Prance around in your miniskirt and your tank top. But we're not at your house. We're at her house. And she makes the rules here. And you don't come in and start moving furniture around and doing things the way you want. It's not your house. It's God's house. And God's already set the standard on how we're going to do things here through the pastors. You're not the pastor. Oh, well, you know, I think they should have a vote on that. No one asked me what I thought. You know, they should be doing this. You know, they don't do enough home groups. Well, maybe we don't want everybody going to your house because we don't know what's going on over there. going to send my kids to somebody else's house I've never met, never been to their house. I don't know what they do over there. It's not your vision. It's the vision that God's given them. If you get in on the vision God's given them, he'll promote you. Because if you're not faithful over that which is another man's, why would God give you that which is your own? Well, you know, Melissa, I'm, I'm supposed to be a pastor. or I want my own business. But you're not faithful to church. Or you want your own business and you're not faithful to the guy who owns a business that you work for. If you're not faithful over that which is another man's, God's never going to give you that which is your own. Hey, brother, how you doing? You've been trying not to look at me the whole time, but I. If you think I'm talking to you, yes, I'm talking to you. Let's keep reading our word. Hallelujah. 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 You know, God loves you so much, He just didn't give you Jesus. God loves you so much, He just didn't give you the Holy Ghost. God loves you so much, He gave you pastors. You know, the Holy Ghost is a gift, but the Bible says he also gave other gifts. It says he led captivity captive in Ephesians, and he gave gifts unto men. The apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist. I'm leaving town tomorrow. So don't try to call me if you're sick. But you know who you're always trying to blow up? Their phone. 
and you want them to answer their phone so quick and respond to you and your text messages and your phone calls, but you're not faithful to church. Hey, bro, I'm here. This is not my church. Well, then get in the church you're supposed to be in. And get there and get planted. Don't hop and bop around from week to week or month to month. If you don't like it here, go find someplace else you like. I hope that's okay, Pastor. I just went there. Well, you know, Melissa, I hear from God on my own. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Why it's called today. That means today you need to be at church. Your pastor already said there's another meeting today at 4 o'clock. Don't be at home in bed. You know, when God calls a meeting, you know, we're in a, we're in a military operation for the kingdom of God. And when your pastor calls a meeting there are divine instructions and orders from headquarters going out but if you're not at the meeting you're AWOL in America if you're in the military that means absence without leave that means you're going you're somewhere else doing something else you want to do but they didn't give you permission and God's preparing you for an operation of the spirit and you live in a very, very pivotal land. We're not games. Jesus is coming soon. He's trying to prepare you and equip you for the second coming of Jesus and how to rule and reign in this life. So that you can take more territory. But if you're not here to hear the instructions, he said he's been teaching on how to hear the Holy Spirit. The number one way you're going to hear the Holy Spirit is through his word. And he leads and guides you by the inward witness. But if you're in church, the Holy Ghost will sound a lot like your pastor. I'll be somewhere doing something. I'm like, Lord, what should I do? Da, da, da. And I'll hear Pastor Rodney's voice. I'll hear something he said in a service. And even though I'm here preaching, I'm going to make sure that tonight when I get home, I'm watching the replay of my pastor. You should never listen to anyone else on YouTube, including me, more than you hear the voice of your pastor. And you shouldn't be sending all your money to somewhere else, your favorite preacher, when this man's been laboring for you for years and takes all your phone calls and has private counseling sessions with you because you don't ever show up to church. Most of the stuff you want counseling for, your answer was in the service that you missed. Oh, it's so quiet. I'm just trying to help you. You know, three, one-third of our, uh, our uh, work in the ministry is rebuking. Like, gosh, she's... she's I thought she was going to be nice and talk to me about how I'm rich and, and how to be a success. And, you know, this is the best 12 months I'm ever going to live. And, and she's going to prophesy to me a new job. And I'm going to get the first Mercedes in the church. And, yeah, and I, I, I'm giving you a prophecy right now. 
I'm trying to help you get your car, your new business, your job. Everything that happens to you in here is divinely connected to what happens to you out there. I am where I am today in life and in ministry because I got planted in the house of the Lord. And I made God's vision for my local church my vision. But you're so smart. You're so cute. You know better than everybody else. Hallelujah. 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 Let's read this in Ephesians 4, 1 through 4 then, because y'all don't believe me. It says, and gifts were varied, and he himself appointed and gave men to us. God loves you so much, he gave you this man and woman of God. This is God's love gift to you, your pastors. He said, some to be apostles, special ministers, messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries, shakala brasa, some pastors, some pastors, some pastors, some pastors. I love the amplified here. It says a pastor is a shepherd of his flock. Wait, I can hear God on my own. Well, you say that till you get in trouble. Then all of a sudden you want to hear what God says to your pastor. But he won't answer my phone calls. Well, because he's busy helping somebody else that's been at church on the faithful. Shepherds of his flock and teachers. His intention, why did he give you a pastor? Why did he give you ministry gifts? His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping. You need some perfecting. You need some perfecting. Just wake up in the morning, go to the mirror, and you know you'll need some perfecting. You need some perfecting. And the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work. Well, you know, I think our pastor should do this. And I don't know why they're not doing that over here. Well, what are you doing? No, we're here to equip you to do it. You're supposed to be doing the work. It says, for doing the work of the ministering toward the building up of Christ's body, the church. That it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full, the full, the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God. If you could get it all by yourself at home reading your Bible, God would not have given us ministry gifts. I love what that brother said. You're not going to get it all at home by yourself reading your Bible. And you need to read your Bible at home by yourself. Well, you know, my friends, they don't really like this church over here. They go to this other church. You know, there's some things in life you don't get to pick for yourself. One of them is what nation you're born in. Number two, who your mother and daddy are. You don't get to pick that. Guess who picks that for you? God picks that for you. Well, you know, God gave me free will. I just, I just get to choose. I'm, I'm under grace now. It's all going to be good, you know. You know what else you don't get to pick? You don't get to pick your pastors. God picks that. If God told me that Pastor Rodney Howard Brown was my pastor, and I said, you know what? I really like 
I like Florida. I think I'll go to Florida. But I really like this other pastor instead. You know what? My life would not be flourishing. And I would not be here with you today. But you think you can get it some other way. Why y'all so quiet? I thought y'all were Africans. <laughs> Maybe because I'm all up in your Cheerios or your cookies crunching them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. You know what I love about the word of God is it's sharp. The Bible says of itself, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides between what's your soul and your spirit. Some of you have stinking thinking. And you need to be in church on the regular to get your mind washed. To get your mind washed. You know what a shepherd does is he brings the sheep and he goes, oh, I see you've been in the mud again. Come on over here. But they don't think they're muddy. They just, you know, I'm doing great. I'm good. I'm clean. And they got all kinds of stickers in their, their outfit. He, you're like, come over here. Let me, let me get that out of your hair. And you're like, why are you touching me? Don't, don't do me like that. What about them? What about them? What about them? Quit putting mouth on your other brothers and sisters if somebody needs to be corrected in the church be sure that the Lord will use your pastors he don't need your help and also be sure if you think your pastors are not doing it right and they need to be corrected know for sure he's not going to use you to correct them No hallelujah, no amen. No, they have pastors. If they need to be corrected, their pastors will help them out with their life. Just like a child's never going to correct a parent. God's not going to use you to correct them. Well, you know, uh, I, I, I need to wait for pastor after church. I, I was going to, you know, I saw here in the word. Well, he don't need you to teach him. He's already been taught. He's trying to teach you what he learns. He's already a success. When you get your own church and you're making it, then call us back. But if he's not seeing something in the word that you think he should, uh, Pastor Corey could talk to him. Pastor Rodney knows how to get a hold of him. He's African. He ain't afraid. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Hallelujah. You know why it's important that you're in church and you have a pastor and you submit? Oh, you submit? Y'all don't like that. You're like, I got free from all that African bondage. They're just trying to control me all the time in the African church. No, there is godly submission and authority. They're not trying to call you. They, <laughs> they're not trying to call you and tell you what kind of car you can drive or what kind of house you can live in or you got to show up to church in a matching outfit like Pastor and Evangelist Melissa. <laughs> but we do have some standards and rules for this house. 
so you're not going to get on stage in your miniskirt. Sorry, boo-boo. Get your feeling hurts, get over it, and grow up and get you a long skirt. You know, I got, I got, I got delivered all of that. That sounds like it's control and bondage. You know, we're just trying to help you, because the Bible says, "Let the woman be modest." And you know, modest is hottest, ladies. If you're trying to attack the attention of a man, just be modest. Be modest. Be modest. Be modest. It's the inward adorning of the heart, but you can still be cute. You saw us. We cute. We cute. We real cute. And we clean. Don't come to church stanky. Uh-oh. Uh, I don't want your stinky breath or your stinky armpits. Oh, but I'm called to ministry. Brush your teeth then. I'm called to ministry. I want to pray for you. Well, people fall out, but it's because of your pits, not for the power of God. Like, God's not against you using good hygiene, okay? <laughs> oh, Melissa, I'm clean by the word which he spoke over me. Well, he also gave you a bar of soap and some water at your house. <laughs> Why is she talking about that? Because the Holy Ghost told me to. Because you need to hear it. Hey, 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 my God is good. Oh. You know, when someone loves you, they love you enough to tell you the truth. Well, you know, I thought this, this was a New Testament church, and they're supposed to love me. Because we love you, we tell you the truth. Amen. Like, hey, you got something right there. <laughs> why are they always pointing out my faults? Oh, let me tell you why. Let me just read something right here. Right here in the word of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Second Timothy 4 verses 1 through 5 in the Amplified. It says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead. And by and in light of his coming and his kingdom, this is our job with you. This is our job. I'm telling you what our job is, okay? Herald and preach the word. Keep a sense of urgency. Stand by, be at hand and ready. Whether the opportunity seems to be favorable or unfavorable. Whether it's convenient or inconvenient. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome. Well, you know, I didn't really ask them what they thought. Well, let me tell you why we tell you what, what we tell you. As a preacher of the word. We are to show people in what way their lives are wrong, is what the Amplified says. Oh, let me read that again. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Nobody's laughing now? You should all be laughing like, thank you, Jesus, you're helping me. Thank you, Lord. But you think if you don't laugh, nobody will know I'm talking to you. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, as a preacher of the word, 
Our job is to show people in what way their lives are wrong and convince them, rebuking and correcting. You know, most of the job of a parent is rebuking and correcting. That's part of their training. The Bible says whom he loves, he chastises and corrects. If God didn't love you, he wouldn't give you a pastor. If God didn't love you, he wouldn't have given you his word. If God didn't love you, he wouldn't have given you the Holy Ghost. And if God didn't love you, he would never correct you. But because he loves you. But because he loves you, he's given you a gift of your pastors. Because he loves you, he's given you his written word. Because he loves you, he gave you the Holy Ghost. A parent that loves a child will tell them the truth and correct them. Go, no, 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 baby, come back over here. We're not going out of the house dressed like that today. That's not how a woman of God dress. No, 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 brother, come back over here. Now we wash our hands after we go to the restroom. Dress nice for the house of God. Wear your best. You don't have to have designer clothes, but they should be clean. Why you only dress up when you go to the club? You used to care about how you looked before you got saved. You're like, you know, God looks at my heart. You know, it doesn't matter what I look like. Well, people aren't that deep. People got to look at you. And, you know, a form of walking in love is your appearance. I got up and put makeup on and did my hair today for two reasons. Number one, I'm an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. And number two, I'm not the only one who has to look at me. You have to look at me, too. And because I love you, I don't want you to see what I had to see this morning. So your appearance isn't just about you. It is about you, but it's more about other people. And if you're so deep and so spiritual, then dress nice and modest and clean. It doesn't have to be designer, but also put some soap on it. Wash your clothes on the regular. Don't be walking the streets in summer and then wear that outfit 10 times before you put it in the washer. <laughs> in America, they have this word, and we call it musty. You're a little musty. You smell musty. You know, like a kid who's been playing outside all day, and then they come inside. They don't smell themselves, but you smell them. You're like, mmm, let me put you in the bathtub. You know, we act like we're so deep and spiritual, but it's the natural and the supernatural that make a dynamic force for God. You wonder why you don't get a promotion at work? These same things we're teaching you in the house of God, they apply outside of the house. A mother and a daddy teach you how to do certain things because they want you to be a success when you leave the house. So at this house, we have certain rules. They didn't give me a handbook on what to, t 
you know, to, okay, this is the, this rule and this rule. But I know there's some certain things from the New Testament. And because we're from the same family, I figure we got the same rules. And if your mother and daddy didn't love you enough to tell you, as a woman of God, you don't leave the house dressed like that, we love you enough to tell you. I don't need you to wear something down to here and up to here. And I can see all your business like we're doing an x-ray. We want everybody to be able to turn their eyes on Jesus, not on all your flesh when you're up in the pulpit or when you're up on stage or when you're serving or when you're greeting or you fall out under the power. And I mean, like, what in the name? You don't need a modesty cloth. We need like a modesty rug to cover you. If you leave your house and you go like this, and I can see all of your midsection, you're not dressed right, ladies. I was quiet. I love it. We got a lot of men in here. But I'm trying to keep the men, help them live holy. I can't have you up here and all your business is bouncing around. I want all these brothers to be able to keep their eyes upon Jesus. I don't want to have to go. And the wife's like, come on, let's get out of here. No, your appearance isn't just about you. It's about other people. And you are God's ambassador. Dress like it. Look like it. Look your best, smell your best, be your best. You know, for the nation I'm from, we have a president. Actually, they call him the leader of the free world, okay? And if he showed up to a press conference or to a meeting or to go get on Air Force One in shorts and flip-flops and a tank top, I don't think he's really honoring his office. You are a child of the living God. And how you dress reflects your daddy. So you don't have to have designer clothes, but at least like iron them. <laughs> it's the natural and the supernatural work together. You know, sometimes you have to like make up these little child songs for kids so they get it. They're talking so mean to me. I don't know why she's saying all that. You're not walking in love. I'm, I'm not under the law. I'm under grace. Well, thank God Jesus loved you so much. He just didn't yell from heaven, hey. I love you. No, he came and he did something. Your pastors love you and they may correct you. You know, another thing a pastor is assigned to do is he is assigned to shear the sheep. To take their wool. Why is he cutting on me? 
that's mine. Well, no, maybe that's the thing we need. And you don't realize that's the thing that's hindering you and is always getting caught in the fence all the time. And then your hooves are getting all cut up and then mm -bang. Mm -bang. Can I come to your house and meet with you? Why would you expect them to let you come to their house to meet with them when you never come to this house? Meh. Part of the job of your pastor is to, to, to share you. Be a sheep. Don't be a goat. You know, goats are rebellious. Goats pr cause problems in the church. Goats, they start chewing on stuff over on the side. They're like, let me chew on this. See, they don't know the difference between green pastures and green grass and junk and trash. And then don't let us catch you as a wolf in here. If you're a goat and you act a little crazy sometimes, we'll let you stay for a little bit. We'll try to help you out. We're like, hey, quit chewing on that can. But if you're a man and you're in here and you're trying to seduce a woman of God and pull her out of the house of God, we're going we're gonna to call you out, brother. Hey, my God is good. Double, double. No, you don't get two women. You just get one. Thank you for clapping, brother. <laughs> Trust me, a real woman of God, she, she's more than enough for you to handle. She's more than enough for you to handle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, for the time is coming when people will not tolerate, endure, sound, and wholesome instruction. But having ears itching for something that's pleasing and makes me feel good and gratifying, they will gather to themselves one teacher after another to a considerable number, chosen to satisfy. See, you choose them. It doesn't say God chooses them. It says you're choosing these people. Chosen to what? Satisfy their own liking and foster the errors that they hold. And they will turn aside from hearing the truth and wandering off into myths and man-made fictions. But as for you, the River Church in Istanbul, be calm, be cool. Come on, you can be cool in the house of God. Be calm, be cool, and be steady. Accepting and suffer unflinchingly. Every hardship. Oh, I like this. Do the work of an evangelist and fully perform all the duties of your ministry. Some of you have been at this church three years, four years, five years, and you've never been out to street evangelism. Why not? You too busy? You too good? No, you're stupid, that's why. Because the Bible says, who who wins souls is wise. It's true. If you want to be wise, then you win souls. If you want to stay stupid, you don't win souls. 
hey, hey, my God is good. Oh. If you're faithful over little, just a little, just a little, God will make you ruler over much. God will make you ruler. You don't have to try to promote yourself. God will promote you. But there's rules in a house. When you're two, we'll feed you and change your diaper. When you're 22, we expect you to do the dishes. We expect you to make up your own bed. We expect you to help us entertain guests. So whether you're two or you're 22, you're in the house of God and you're in the family of God. And if you've been acting stubborn, if you've been acting rebellious, it's time to repent. What's that mean? That means turn from what you've been doing to doing what's right. And hey, if this is not your church home, we love you. God bless you. Thanks for visiting. Evangelist Melissa is leaving tomorrow. But you need to get planted in the house of the Lord somewhere. Whether that's at the river Istanbul or down the street. But get there and get planted and be faithful. So that when I come back a few months from now or whenever I, the Lord sends me back, you're not stuck in the same place. And that wasn't the last time. Don't let today be the last time you showed up to church. You want God to show up for you. When do you show up for him? Church isn't just about you. It's about other people. Being a Christian isn't just about you. It's about other people. Somebody want a prophecy? You know, I need... I need a revelation. This is your revelation. This is your prophecy. You know, I thought the woman of God, she flowed in the prophetic. Oh, I do. That's why I'm calling you out. <laughs> Hallelujah. You need to adjust in your heart today. Just adjust, just adjust, and the Lord will make a new way. But the Holy Ghost is talking to you to get you in alignment because you've been opposing yourself. Oh, my God. God loves you. He corrects you. Because he loves you so that you can laugh and rejoice and say, my father loves me and I'm free and I'm healed and I'm planted and I'm loved and I'm blessed. So he gave me a pastor. Hallelujah.